This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. To listen to the rest of our shows, please visit seekershub.fm. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. قيوم السماوات والأراضين مدبر الخلائق أجمعين باعث الرسل رحمة للعالمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأتباعه إلى يوم الدين الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى calls us in the Quran to remember and to be reminded by the events that take place around us. That just as the physical world around us is a ibra, is a point for contemplation. Likewise, the events that happen are occasions for us as believers to take heed and remind ourselves of higher realities. Because while, as believers, we live in this world, but what distinguishes a believer? A believer lives in this world, but they're not worldly. We live on this earth, but we're not earthlings. We are ultimately next worldly beings. Traveling in this life. We are people who understand that there is a higher reality. So when the events of this life take place, that move us, that shake, it, that shake us, that sadden us, or that make us happy, we take those as an occasion to remind ourselves of realities, of faith, about a year ago, such an event took place, as you know, the, the Quebec shootings. And I was re- reminiscing because at that time, there were many non-Muslims. If you remember, a year ago, they're standing in the parking lot. And I, I came to Juma early, and I happened to... And it was one of those interesting situations. There was about 10 times more non-Muslims standing outside 15 minutes before Juma than there were Muslims. Alhamdulillah, we packed the place as we always do a little bit later. But, you know, we should learn good habits from all around right? to be early to Jumu'ah. But when events like that take place, right? yes, we have worldly emotions. We are saddened. We are concerned. We remember that we have worldly responsibilities to take care of in terms of raising awareness in terms of ensuring that hatred does not spread in society, in in taking the means to ensure that we have good relations with other faith groups, with other community groups, in order that we safeguard our rights and the rights of others. And these are all important activities that as believers living in this world, we must take care of. And we should be supporting those efforts to raise awareness, to raise advocacy 
for the preservation of rights in general and the preservation of the rights of our community. But at the same time, that's not all that a believer is about. As Muslims, we're not just a community that happens to believe in Allah and His Messenger. We are a community because we believe in Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We're not a community that is concerned about its rights because we are a community. And yeah, as a community, we have some beliefs and so on. And yeah, there's a time for that. No, we are only a community because we believe. We are only a community because we have the Prophet ﷺ. We are only a community because we have the guidance of his messenger That is what defines our community. What is the Muslim community? The Muslim community is not just a diverse community that consists of people of different backgrounds and different cultural groups and different this. These are all true. And that's part of the beauty of our community. But what defines our community is our faith. And if we want as a community to respond to the tests that take place around us, to the challenges that face us, to the tribulations that befall, while we must take care of the worldly aspects of those tribulations, dealing with them begins with faith. And it is only through faith that we can truly respond in the most powerful of ways, in the most effective of ways, in ways that will truly move us to change our condition as individuals, that will move us to change our condition as a community and empower us from within as individuals and as a collective to respond in a manner that will preserve our rights. And we have to be careful. Because if we don't respond with faith, then we can become like many other communities that were tested as communities that were largely immigrant. They were tested. They were oppressed. They were faced with all kinds of hatred, oppression, wrongdoing. So they secured their rights, but they lost their faith. But they lost their faith. So you have a very strong lobby, a very strong political strength for your community. Great. But what is your community? Your community are people that simply ascribe themselves. Yes, we are, we are Muslims. We are a Muslim community. Being a, being a Muslim is not a social identity. Being a Muslim is not a social identity. Being a Muslim is not a cultural identity. Though we are also social beings. We are also cultural beings. Decades later, there's still biryani available here after Jumu'ah. And nothing wrong with that for those of you who do like biryani. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not what defines you. A Muslim isn't one who eats biryani or nahari or mulukhiya or mansaf or whatever. Being Muslim is not about some heritage that we had. Being Muslim 
is about our faith. And in that regards, we should remind ourselves that in tribulations, there is tremendous wisdom from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A wisdom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about throughout in the Qur'an. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised that He will try us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised that He will try us. الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes Himself in Surah Al-Mulk. The one who has created death and life, لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ In order to try you. Right? Many of the scholars, when they ask this question, this fundamental question, what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of Allah creating us? Meaning, what is the wisdom? Because Allah's actions are transcendent beyond purpose. Because purpose is something that someone does who has a need to fulfill. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no need to fulfill. He is possessed with all perfection, all majesty, all might, all beauty. So there's no, we don't define it, we don't say it's without purpose. We, rather, the proper expression from the Qur'an, from the sunnah, from, the, from our great scholarly heritage, say the wisdom in Allah's creation. What is the wisdom? Many of scholars say it is al-ibtila, is to try us. لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا To try you, which of you is best in deeds. And this is a constant refrain in the Qur'an. So when tribulations happen, what should we ask ourselves? Right? That what is the action that Allah seeks from us in the moment we're in, in the trial that we're in? Right? And this is a reality that anyone of wisdom realizes, that change comes from within. If you want to empower yourself, change comes from taking the means of changing your condition. When people mentor their children or teachers, when they educate, there's a system that's very popular nowadays called WOOP. W-O-O-P. That if you want to effectively coach someone, they use this system. And it's a system, I'm not saying it's the, the perfect system or anything like that. But the point being that if you want to change, you have to have a wish. And you have to have objectives. But then, you have to identify what are the obstacles. And researchers say that the obstacles you need to identify are not the external obstacles. Right? You have to define the obstacles internally. That what is it that is preventing us from fulfilling our wishes, from attaining our objectives. So you have to define the obstacles that are within you. So even if there are people who have Islamophobia, can I pause time and reprogram other people? No. What I can do is, given that there is Islamophobia, given that there is racism, given that there is xenophobia, given that there is injustice, given that there is, and you can name the problem, what can I do about it? 
What can I do about it individually? What can we do about it as a community? And that's where we put our focus. And that's the difference between those who make a change and those who sit in the sidelines and complain or cry. And we are not a community of complainers if we are a community of faith. The Prophet ﷺ was tried and tested, hurt, harmed and oppressed, and never once did he express a word of complaint to anyone. He raised his complaint to his Lord, as we know again and again from the Sunnah, but never did he complain, why are Quraysh doing this to me? You won't find that. The only times he raised what the Quraysh were doing, for example, was to look at what should we do to respond, because the Prophet ﷺ consulted his Sahaba. And he always consulted. And that's how we should be dealing with tribulations within, when we are tested in our lives. If you are tested with health, if you're worried that what's going to happen to my heart, can you do anything about your heart? No. But what you have to focus on is how can, what are the obstacles within you to be able to deal with the challenge that you're facing? And you focus on that. When Allah tests you, which of you will be best in actions, whether individually or collectively? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ Surely we will try you and bala' right? is intense trial. It's not just a slight difficulty. Ibtila' is we will try you intensely. But Allah also subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us there, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ We will try you with a little. And that's from Allah's mercy. If He wished, He could try us with a lot, but He doesn't. He tries us just with a little. Min al khawf of fear. Wal jua and hunger. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lists the various types of ibtila, of trial and tribulation that we can face in life. Walanabluanakum bishayin min al khawfi wal jua. Wanaqsin min al amwali wal anfusi wal thamarat and and diminishment in your wealth. Well, anfus and lives, you can lose loved ones. thamarat and fruit. And the fruits, which is either the literal fruits of your harvest, or the fruits of your efforts. You forgot to back up, and your computer crashed, and you lost two months on a research project that you're working on. That those are the fruits of your efforts as well. Surely we will try you. But, with a little bit. One of the things to remember when we're tried, is we're only tried a little bit. Because even if you're in the most challenging of states, imagine if you had to flee the land that you and your ancestors have lived in like our Rohingya brethren have had to do. And you've faced hurt and harm and oppression. But still, 
That's only shay'. That's only a little bit. Because you still have life. You still have faith. Right? What you have when you're tested is only, is far greater than the test itself. Right? And even if the test takes your life, in comparison to the akhirah, this world is not even shay'. It's nothing. Right? Even if the test took your life, but you died a believer. That's still shay'. That's just a little. Be shay'in with a little of diminishment. Because in compar- the, this life, as long as it may seem to us, even if you live a hundred years, a hundred years over infinity is next to nothing. Is this shape? But most of our trials are just a little bit. Yes, you're having eye trouble. But consider everything else that you have. Is this shape? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَبَشِّرِ sabirin, Give glad tidings to the patient. Give glad tidings to the patient. Who are the patient? Patience is strength. Right? Because patience is not passiveness. Patience is not resignation. Patience is not just doing nothing. Patience is to be steadfast and firm with contentment on what will be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's athabat ala mardatillah is to be resolute on what is pleasing to Allah. So when we're tested, what, what do we do? The test is not that important. Because all of life is a test. Your blessings are a test, just as your difficulties are a test. And in reality, the blessing is a bigger test. Because right? you got married, and they're not all that. So you, you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Say, oh Allah, make her kinder, make him gentler. And that ends up being good for you. Whereas everything seems perfect, that's a tribulation. Because it drifts you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't know whether difficulty or ease is good for you. We don't know as a community whether difficulty or ease is better for us. But we have to be committed that when tribulation happens, first to see that it's just small in, in comparison to Allah's blessing. وَبَشِّرِ sabirin Give glad tidings to those who are steadfastly patient, who focus on what do we do about it that will be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do we pursue the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Those, الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةً Those who, whom when some difficulty befalls them, what do they say? إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ Truly, we are Allah's. And truly, to Him are we returning. Yes, while we say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un, when someone dies, that is not the Muslim way of saying, Oh well, I'm so sorry for you. Inna lillahi is something. The Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, we say, Inna lillahi, whenever there's tribulation, whenever there's difficulty. Whenever you feel lost, what do you say? You commit to patience. Right? You contextualize the difficulty. It's only a little bit in comparison with Allah's blessings. Number one. Number two. 
you commit to patience. What is patience? Patience is to be firm with contentment on what will be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is empowering. And then you say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. You lost your job. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. You discovered you have a health condition. You have a cousin who got typhoid while traveling overseas. And it's antibiotic resistant. Whatever it is. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. We are Allah's. And to him are we returning. And if we respond to whatever tribulation there is in life with faith, there is nothing that is loss. And this is what we'll close with. This is why the Prophet said, Ajaban, how strange are the ways of the believer. Because their affair, all of it for them is good. And that is for no one but the believer. In If good befalls him, and one of the reasons they say good befalls him, because the good is a trial, the pleasing things are a trial, just as the difficulties are a trial. They befall you. And good befalls you, you are grateful to Allah, and it's good for you. Only then is it good for you. When And if bad befalls you, because that too is a trial, they are patient. And that too is good for them. Right? So that's why as believers we rejoice. We don't rejoice conditionally. We don't just rejoice when pleasing things happen. We rejoice as an act of faith. We rejoice in the mercy of Allah. قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ Say, in the bounty of Allah and in His mercy. فَبِذَلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُ In that, let them rejoice. That is the source of our strength. That is the source of our joy. That is a source of our commitment. It is far better than all they amass. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the clarity of faith in tribulation. May we be of those who have concern, but who root our concern in our faith. And who respond with resolve and right action, individually and collectively, seeking Allah thereby, following the example of our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfiru li wa lakum fastaghfiruhu innahu ghafurur rahim thank you for listening to this seekers hub podcast our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become islamic scholars you can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org/donate